Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. Let's jump right into it. Um, glad to be back. Uh, missed you guys last week um, by no fault of my own. I was, uh, you know, taking some some me time, which I think is really important. You know, um, every so often, you know, we come together here on the podcast and you know, we talk about self-care and, and, you know, and the worth of oneself and mental wellness, you know, like that's number one and most importantly. So <clears throat> I took last week, you know, for myself and, and, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I'll, I'll say it like this. And this is this is no slight to anybody who who does opposite of how I how I do, you know, because everybody has their own method. Right. But I don't I don't get online to announce when I'm going to take whatever steps I'm taking. It's just not my vibe, not my style. Just don't do it. It's like if I'm if I'm walking left, I'm just going to walk left. I'm not letting nobody know that I'm making that turn. You know, it is what it is. Um, and it's not like anybody checking for me anyway. So <laughs> at least not at least not in that manner. I know y'all care because, you know, I got so many supporters that, you know, come through and listen and. Um, really chop it up with me and I really appreciate that. So I'm back. We back. Let's get it. Um, yeah, I got up this morning, had a really good exercise this morning. I've been, uh, you know, it's really funny because I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm doing this, this process backwards almost because I recently, um, as you guys know, I recently got into uh kettlebell training. Um, so, you know, I'm working out with kettlebells and I'm not, you know, I'm not super up there. I got two, I got two 35s, um, that I use and yeah, they, you know, they pretty, they pretty much push the limit. Um, but what's really funny is that I'm going to be quite honest when I run, like I, like I run, right. And I can, I can get the distance and, I can feel the work, but I don't feel like the reward. Like, I don't really feel rewarded for the distance. I just feel like it was just a bunch of a bunch of pain and, and, and agony with no payoff. But when I'm working out with the kettlebells, man, I feel great. I don't know what the the correlation is, but I'm telling you, it's just like one of those things where I'm thinking like, man, I'm, I'm going to start doing more training with those kettlebells and just running less. I mean, cause it's, I don't know. Running is just running is great, but it's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. And, uh, you know, it's just so many different factors as far as running for me. Like one thing, one thing I know me, I don't like to do cause I'm such an introvert, um, is I don't like running around people, you know, but I can't, you know, like there, there's no such thing as like a, a one man track, you know. So I try to do the best I can to, you know, satiate my own needs. Like I usually run at night 
because at night I'm not dealing with a bunch of people coming around, but it's always so funny because, and I always, you know, like I've always said this to myself and, and sometimes to others, like, I feel like I'm on the Truman show, you know, that Jim Carrey movie where, uh, basically everybody's in on the fact that, you know, his whole life has been monitored for, you know, an umpteenth number of years until he figures it out. And I feel like I'm on that. Cause it's like, when that, whenever I start running, then people start running. <laughs> like nobody was ever running in the area where I run until I started running. And I mean, yeah, maybe they saw me and thought, Oh, this is a cool place to run. I should come over here and run, you know, but it's extended to people walking. Like, you know, you got your runners who are like dressed down to run then you got your walkers who are just like people just in street clothes, just kind of walk in. And I'm like, this is so weird to me. Like really just starting trends over here. <laughs> like really, you know, I got people. And now, and, and again, like I said, trying to avert myself from my discomfort by running at night. Now I got people, you know, walking their dogs at night and running at night. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. But see my kettlebell stuff. I do that in the morning. And I can care less, you know, who uh, I do. all. My, I do all my working out outside uh, just for reference. All my working out goes on outside. And, um, you know, as far as kettlebell training, I could care less who, you know, drives by, walks by, looks, you know, whatever, because I am so in the zone when it comes to kettlebell training. That again, it's 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 totally different. And I really got to rethink my regimen. Because. I just feel better doing the other exercise. It's just that simple. It's crazy. The only the only thing that really makes me upset, though, is that I bought myself a Phoenix, uh, a Garmin Phoenix 6 X Pro. It's like this big ass triathlon watch which i honestly i don't know why i went that big like let's just be honest i'm not a triathlete i'm 40 like my my run my my real running days are actually pretty much over so i you know like yeah i don't know i think i was just really um thinking i i think i was thinking bigger aspirations than what i could potentially accomplish i mean i can still accomplish more let's not get it twisted but you know you you only are going to accomplish as much as you're 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 willing to put in so um yeah but uh, you know like that watch that i got i mean that's and that's dedicated for like people who are really about those runs and i love running but now that i got other stuff kind of you know, balancing out my, my workout. It's like, yo, I don't know if this watch is going to be getting its money's worth or I'm going to be getting my money's worth out of this watch, but we'll see. I mean, it does record strength training and I may have to research how to do it better because I tried to do it. Cause here's the thing, bro. You know, the one thing that I noticed about the Garmin setup and the watch and all that stuff is that they really like they really have paced their themselves as an upper echelon athlete watch. You know what I mean? 
So really, you're only going to get the true benefit if you just really are just super athlete. So for what I may do in strength training, you know, through the uh, the watch, you know, like I feel good about what I'm doing. I'll do 25 minutes of, of strength training and they'll just look at me and call me a weak ass. You know, it's like, yo, <laughs> like I'll sit there and run three miles and they're like, that's not enough. It's like, dude, I can't do anymore. I am only human. Like, what do you want from me? Um, and I'm telling you, it's the watch telling you this stuff. Like, it's like, yo, you are weak sauce. Like, uh, like, uh, like I just can't. So I've been taking it off more often, man. I used to wear that thing all the time. Now I'm like, you know, you can sit on the side, bro. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't need your, your, uh, misguided motivations today. <laughs> um, but yeah, worked out this morning. I went and got some breakfast, man. I, you know what? Like I woke up and I told myself, I was like, I want to go and sit down somewhere because we're, cause we're all, wherever you are in the world, we're all getting back into the swing of, you know, some, you know, a semblance of normality, I guess, some kind of normal, see, um, and I appreciate it, you know, like I appreciate what we're getting, where we're getting to, you know, I'm not bothered. I haven't been bothered, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic to adhere to wearing masks. Like it's, it's a, it's a thing, you know, and if I have to end up doing it for the next 10 years, I'm not really mad about that. So long as we continue to progress to get people in the routine of just being more independent as far as how we go about doing what we're doing every other day. You know, like I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to, um, I don't want to not go to the theater, you know, like they need to figure that out. They need to really figure that out because that's a part of my normal grind. I, I normally go to theaters. They need to figure out bars and stuff, man. Like they like they really gotta figure a lot of this stuff out. Now the restaurant scene, they're they're figuring it out uh pretty quickly. Cause cause first off, people need to work. You know what I mean? And I've been I've been in the restaurant industry for years. So I know, you know, the need with these servers and hosts and cooks and managers. Like I know what's up. Um, and I'm glad that at least where I am, you know, restaurants are starting to get back into that flow. Um, it's a different vibe though, because now you have a different accordance, which is the social distancing. And it's just all a lot to take in. Right. Like I walked up to Denny's today. Right. And they had booths that were lined up in the front of their building on both sides of the door. I think it's like four or five booths a piece. First off, I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh my gosh, that actually looks pretty decent. Like that looks awesome. Open air seating. Like we, you know, like, and, and, and we, we react to it like this is new to us. Like it's not new. There's always been patio seating, but when you have it, accommodated in a way to necessitate that true need for like I said just getting out and just doing what you want to do it seems like a really genius idea 
Now, I didn't even get a preference, not a preference, but I didn't even get a choice in where I sat. I would have chose to sat out to sit outside. They did not give me this choice. Um, they let me sit. They allowed me to sit inside. And again, it was just really weird. It was really spaced out and, you know, just super weird. You know, but the food was, you know, adequate as Denny's is, you know, Denny's is not the top of the chain in no way stretcher, you know, stretch of the imagination. But it was adequate. It was a, it was an experience. It was an experience that I was glad to have. And I enjoyed myself, enjoyed myself very much. Had myself a nice T-bone steak. Um, which I don't know how you guys eat your steak, but I go medium rare every time. Every time. He kind of slipped up, but I don't want to call it on him. I think it's just got to do with this process, you know, as far as like, like, again, sanitation and all that stuff. But this is the second restaurant I went to where I'm not getting salt and pepper. And I'm like, you know, I at least want the option. <laughs> Plus, I ordered eggs, you know, so definitely would have liked a few dashes of pepper. But, um, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um. But yeah, I mean, everything else seems normal, though. Like Target, Walmart, clothing stores, stuff like that. That stuff seems normal. I go into these stores all the time. And it's just, it, you know, it's the same amount of people. Just mask. And it's really funny because I'm not, I'm, I personally am not even complaining about any of these stores because I remember what it was like when the pandemic started. You know, with the lines outside where they were only having like 15 people in the store at once. And you had to wait in a long line until it was your turn. Or you had to, you know, do the uh, online ordering and curbside pickup, you know, where everybody did curbside pickup a different way. Like the curbside pickup was not the same at every single store. There were some that were just super aggravating and there were some that were seamless and easy. But I again, I'm glad that we're getting back to a process where I can like go and, you know, like I can walk into a Barnes and Noble right now and go carouse the books. And I think I think it's also one of those things where and now now this could be a detriment. This can kind of go into another part of a conversation. But, um, you know, when you when you think about shopping, you know, especially in department stores and stuff. You know, the one the one realization that is still there is that COVID-19 is still very real. You know, people can still contract this disease. The sickness is, you know, they can still get it. And, you know, one thing that I tell myself, and this is why I always tell people, like, I'm never going to get COVID. Why? Because I don't do the normal stuff that normal people do. You know, I don't I don't like I had I had a lady in Target today that was like legit walking up behind me, like right on my tail. Like, yo, what are you doing? I had a guy the other day I was at the laundromat. And, um, you know, he takes his mask off and he's you know, he's he's getting into his car. I'm I'm parked right next i'm kind of like waiting in my car and normally i would just have my windows open and just enjoy a breeze and be fine now nah, i'm good 
because in this climate, I understand that people are going to act differently. And this guy took his mask off and he gets hacking and coughing and all this just crazy stuff. And I'm like, bro, if you had COVID, you would have infected everybody. Because you have no chill right now, like you're not even like and coffers who coffers who don't cover their mouths are the worst. And if you are one of those people, shame on you. Just shame. You got to cover your damn mouth, man. Like it's or 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 walk away in an area that you know people are not going to populate, or at least in a frequent manner. Like you know, like control that stuff, man. People sneezing out in open air, and it's like no, 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 no. I can't hold it. It stops my heart. Like <laughs> what are you talking about? Like in all in all the. Hundreds of years, I've never heard of anybody holding a sneeze and dying. Like, get out. Just control yourself, man. Wear your dang mask and uh, keep yourself safe. But I'm never going to get it, you know, because, again, I, I, I don't I don't do the normal stuff that people do. I stick to myself 99.9% of the time. And I'm not about, you know, being under people and you know, in front of people. And, and like, like, it's really funny because even at department stores, you know, you got people that are kind of, again, putting the pandemic in the back of their mind. And, you know, they're closing the gap, like literally closing the gap. And I'm not one of those people to speak out in public. I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't raise hell. I don't, you know, I don't talk to people like you, you have to physically do something to me in order for me to speak to you. Like, I don't I don't really care what people do in normal life, even if they, you know, if they um, inadvertently cut me in line. I don't say nothing. Because the funny thing about it is they always catch themselves. You know, they catch themselves. And then, like, oh, I didn't see it. Just go. <laughs> Just go. You know, you went through all that effort to be that oblivious. I want you to finish your day on a strong note. <laughs> like it's not like don't, please don't let me stop you from being the stupidest person in the world continue but again they somebody has to physically do something to me or violate my personal space in order for me to speak out about anything it's just never going to happen if let, let's play the scenario back if, if my window is down and that dude turned away from his truck and was sneezing towards my car, I would have gotten out the car and I would have said, dude, have you lost your everlasting mind? Like, have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Like, don't do that. I, that's, 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 that's where I would have took it. But again, it's very rare that I ever speak on anything that goes on in society except except and this is something i just recently checked on because i wanted to make sure that i had a talking point we still don't have any next-gen consoles in my area at least this is this is just outrageous to me this is outrageous because the funny thing about it is that 
if you remember back when the Wii had the same issue, right? There was a craze about it. There was a craze about it. There was, you know, it it was a it was just such pandemonium about the existence, the lack of, and the acquisition of a Nintendo Wii. At this point with the PS5 and the Series X, I just don't care anymore. And it's their fault. Now, I'll 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 take some of that away because I because obviously I keep myself in enough of the know to understand the possibilities that may not be in their control. And, you know, the big possibility, the big the big thing is like they have that the shortage of these chips. Right. And, you know, they couldn't have foreseen that. They couldn't have foreseen that. They couldn't have. But as it's happened, you know, things have just become a standstill. And I'm and I'm more speaking about Sony. Like I don't know what the deal is with Microsoft. I you know I'm not really a big Microsoft fan, so I don't really check for them, right? But in that same stroke, I'm not able to go anywhere and get anything. And it's really funny because I was actually thinking like, man, maybe I should just get a Xbox Series X if I see one just to settle. And say I got one, but nah, I would never. I couldn't. But I'm literally at a point where I just don't care anymore. Like, firstly, firstly, I'm not in a rush to grab a system that doesn't have any games. I know some of you just raised your hand. Oh my God, he said no games. Like, bro, let's be real. Name me 10 games exclusive to either one of those consoles, and then we'll talk. Oh, but it's the launch. No, the launch was over six months ago. Give me 10 games that are out for that system that you cannot get anywhere else. I'm not talking about rehashes. I'm not talking about high res or better graphics. Like, bump all that, man. Like, I don't really care. That, that's not where my head is. Like, my head is in the forward moving of technology in in a in a more creative outlet make me something new i don't care about call of duty cold war you know 60 frames per second like i don't care if you make me a call of duty that is not on the ps4 then we can talk then we're like okay this is this is an experience that it ain't nowhere else. Let me go over here and see what's what's going on. You know? Because what's the real difference between a NBA 2K21 on PS4 and PS5? Or Series X? What's the real difference? Better graphics and 60 frames per second. That's not enough. You have to do something for me that is outside of what I deem normal protocol. And right now, I don't feel like it's enough anyway from either system where I'm just where where my lid is just blown and I'm like, "Yo, I have to grab this because I can't miss this train." There's no trains taking off from the station. They don't even have any cars. 
Like, that's where we're at. And I feel like that's where we're going to be till the end of the year. I was I had planned, you know, with the launch of the new systems, I had planned to get a, a next gen console in March. I was going to get one in March. It is May and I still have not acquired one. And let's not talk about online because that's just not going to happen. I wouldn't call people stupid for doing it, but you'd be stupid for doing it. Letting these scalpers dictate this second market like it, that that is the sole purpose is for them to just make money. And you're just putting money in the pockets of a bunch of sleazeballs. Sleazeballs. Absolute sleazeballs. I'd much rather buy a PS5 from somebody who said, you know, I got both systems at launch because I was fortunate enough to do it. I'm not really playing the PS5. Let me just go ahead and get it off. Okay, cool. Because at least at that point, I can work with you. But these people going online, you know, thousand dollars, fifteen hundred. No low ballers. No, I'm a low ball. You I'm going for the price that I would pay to get it up out of target. How dare you insult me by, you know, upping the price just because it's an in demand item, bro. You can kill that. I don't believe in it. I do not believe in it. Like I like I like like the secondhand market is not a business, bro. It's not a business. <laughs> you know, people making all this money flipping systems, you know, buying out buying out systems at, at stores, you know, and then turning around and trying to make a profit. That's 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 un that's unfair business tactics, bro. Employed in something that isn't a credible business. What are we really talking about? Like I like I don't I don't get it. I truly don't get it. And I've I have never experienced this in any console that has ever launched. Any console that's ever launched, I've never experienced this. Like this this is like gross to me. Like this is for real for real gross. This is like the grossest I've ever experienced in, in, in any of this but we're gonna get off that we're gonna get off that so uh have <laughs> you been keeping up with me on twitter um you know i'll just give you guys a little random shots about things going on in my life and man this is a funny one so i haven't held an iphone for i don't know 10 years and my my uh, boss at my job. Well, I don't like calling boss. I hate calling people boss. I think that's just such a dumb word. Boss, <laughs> like boss. <laughs> the owner of the company handed me an iPhone 12, and um, I thought that was really funny. He, he when he took over the company, that was like one of his first uh, acts that he he you know, signed in the motion was we're all getting replacement phones. And, uh, you know, he replaced everybody's phones with iPhone 12s. And um, I mean, OK, you know, OK. 
but truly, you know, like I'm, I'm, I am a very independent person short of, you know, being employed. When I came into my company, I brought my own laptop. I'm like, I'm not using your computer. I would never, I would never let my level of competency be drugged down by a slow ass computer. It's not happening. If I'm going to give you 110, I'm bringing 110% of a laptop, which has really been declining. And I need to get a new laptop. I was ready to slap my laptop upside its uh, webcam because <laughs> that thing is just, man, I don't know what's going on with it. But yeah, like I use my own stuff. And the same thing with my phone. Like I use my own phone. I don't need a extra phone. But lo and behold, he threw one at me and here we are. And it's really funny because I'm not I'm not going to sit here and play this corner like, oh, it's Android for life. And no, I've just used Android for a very long time. I am very comfortable with using Android phones. I have used iPhones. I haven't used them in quite some time. So there's a lot to look at, a lot to discover, a lot to learn. But. As all as it has always been, iPhones ain't that hard. That's the one reason that iPhones are so popular, because they're so simple. They are so simple. They are so simple. It's the funniest thing. Like me, I enjoy the nuances of having 110 options to do five different things. I like that. Makes me feel big. Makes me feel all right. But with the iPhone, it's only one way to do every single thing. And that's it. You can't you can't not learn how to use iPhone. You can't. But I but I love I you know what I really am appreciating about this whole iPhone thing. It's such it's such a concentrated bubble. It's like. You know, like, okay, so like I use a, okay, so I use an Android, right? And there are preferences that I have with my Android. You know, what messaging app am I going to use? In that messaging app, what keyboard am I going to use? You know, am I going to use the onboard text to speech or am I going to, you know, download an app to do that for me? What QR reader, you know, like, like all the little stuff, right? They don't do that over there at Apple, man. It's crazy. It's like you only got one way to talk. It's called iMessage <laughs> or messages. That's it. You only got one keyboard. It's just the keyboard. You don't even have an option. You probably They probably do an app store, but I didn't look that deep because the point is everything was right where it needed to be. It, it's, it's the craziest thing. I mean, I, I I don't know. Well, what? Okay, so what? What I really fell in love with, and I'm 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 gonna keep it real. I really fell in love with that whole um, arcade. I guess they call it Apple Arcade. Pretty sweet. It, it's definitely, it's definitely a different vibe than the normal apps and games that you would download on any phone. And they got some they got some high end stuff on there. They got some really high end stuff on there. I was actually playing this game um, by Mistwalker, which I miss, man. Like I really like I wanted Mistwalker. Mistwalker 
was my dream of what I enjoyed about Final Fantasy. Like when when they came out with Lost Odyssey, like I was like, this is everything that I loved about Final Fantasy that Final Fantasy isn't even doing anymore. Like I don't I I know I know a lot of I know the newer generations they're all about active combat and all that other stuff. I just love turn-based RPGs, man. Like classic, let me get my turn, then you get your turn. You know, like I love those. And they got this one on uh Apple Arcade, Fantasian. <sighs> man, I'm telling you the graphics, amazing, the gameplay, nostalgic. It's a good game. I was really enjoying myself. But it just makes me wish for more from Miss Walker because they are such a good team of people. And I'm pretty sure they've had in and outs as far as who's there with the team. But the only thing that I could ever ask is if their core values stay the same because it's really important for them to be the beacon for classic RPG gamers like myself who really stand for, you know, the greatest times when RPGs, you know, became a thing, JRPGs, when they became a thing, you know, I like I and I used to always ask myself, like, how the heck did turn based combat just go the dodo? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, that's what made everybody fall in love with freaking RPGs. And now it's like all this action stuff. And it's like, it's cool. But then you see how they're trying to accommodate like, oh, you got you know, you can you can uh hit this button and it'll slow down time. So it's almost like you're doing something on your own time, but you're really not. Cause it's still kind of moving. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, are we really having this conversation? Like I, like it's not the same. It's just not the same, but man, I wish uh, miss Walker would, would make a lost odyssey too. I feel like I deserve that before I die. I deserve it. It was such a good game. But yeah, the iPhone, sweet, nice phone. Would I would I ever replace my uh, Android with an iPhone? Probably not. And the reason why is because it goes again into that level of individuality. I like my phone to look the way I want it to look. I like it to feel the way I want it to feel. And it's, and it's not just about like colors and stuff. That's probably what somebody's thinking. Well, they have these different colors. Yeah, but you know. They'll get they'll give you they'll give you a gray, a silver, a stupid, ugly green and maybe like a rose gold for what is supposed to be for a woman, which I, I think that's just stupid to just say a colors for, you know, one sex of a person. I like rose gold. <laughs> so, yeah, take that, Apple. But no, I would never I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't because, you know, I think that with all of the manufacturers, it's just it's just like with. It's just like with uh, with Windows, right? It's like everybody uses Windows, but what do you use Windows on? You got an Alienware, dude. You got a Dell. <laughs> you got an HP. You know, like what do you use yours on? But it is in reverse, in the in the thought of a MacBook, and I uh, yeah, like like if I I would get a MacBook over uh, a windows pc if i could afford it 
Cause my, cause that, that's one of those things that's kind of like a car. It's kind of like, man, you invest in this. First off, you're going to be using this thing for like 10 years. Cause it's just not going to be obsolete at any point. And secondly, it, it's, it's again, it goes back into that thing I was saying about the phone. It's such a concentrated machine. It concentrates on one thing and that's just doing what you want it to do. Right. That's it. It's nothing else. But it but again, that the factor is whether you want to have control of how you do things and what you do or if you just want to do them and just do them well. So, yes, I would definitely get a MacBook, but I don't think I would ever uh, buy an iPhone for myself. Man, it's been hard carrying around this iPhone because I'm also carrying around my Android and carrying around my PlayStation Vita. I've been bringing that up for a few episodes but it's not going away anytime soon still kind of butthurt over the fact that i sold my aqua blue uh gamestop exclusive ps vita i think i was struggling a little bit at the time when i sold it but it's neither here nor there and now i've acquired a new one which by the way has started to drift on the controls i'm a little mad about that it's not drifting like extremely bad and it's really hard for me to tell because i'm not really playing anything with any kind of twitch controls or any super accurate it's like i I play visual novels i play dungeon crawlers you know so again it's not too much to correct me going left when i meant to go right like that's whatever um but yeah just just the the noticing of it i was like ah you gotta be kidding me um but yeah, I've been playing some Danganronpa 2 and enjoying the heck out of that. I have Danganronpa 1, which I'm thinking I might put, do a, uh, I'm trying to think of a contest or something because I want to, you know, give a true fan of these games as I am a chance to uh, play one of the original um, games in the series, uh, Danganronpa 1. It's one of my favorite games, like one of my absolute favorites. Um, I beat that game up a long, long time ago, but, uh, the second one is just really, really good. I feel like they up the ante, up the ante with the characters, um, the story taking place on an Island, you know, uh, Monokuma, like, it's just, it's so good. It's just super good. And the story's really engaging. I'm right now. I'm in the first trial. Uh, the first murder has happened. And so now we are doing the class trial to determine who is the killer and find them and get them punished. Um, But it's really funny because I haven't played this game in like years. And so now I'm in the trial and I'm kind of failing bad because like I'm doing this truth sword thing and I'm swiping left and right and slicing words. But then I'm like, okay, but which how do you how do you, you know, attack them with the conviction so that we can move on from this because I'm not getting it. It's just, it's a lot weirder, but I'm enjoying the new feeling of going through uh, this game again. Um, And again, I'm not, I'm not going to go on the internet and try to figure it out that way. I'm just going to do what I got to do. And hopefully we uh, progress in the game, but yeah, Danganronpa 2. That's what I've been playing. What you guys been playing? You guys got PS Vita. Um, I'm actually really surprised that I got the one I got, that orange one, man. It is solid and sick, and I love that color. And, you know, 
I was online having a conversation with a few folks and we were talking about, you know, like the one thing that I, I enjoy doing is having a dialogue about systems of the past, you know, why they went a certain way, why didn't they last in, you know, in length or, you know, whatever. And, and it's really educational to learn some things. And I was talking about the PS Vita and, you know, the failure of the Vita, you know, it's no doubt that it failed. You know, the, the system failed. The system absolutely failed. The reasons of why is the big, you know, hoorah that we have to pay attention to. Because they had they had heck of games. They still have heck of games. You know, there's there, there's no shortage of games on that system. You know, I think I, you know, like if I if 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 somebody came to me and said, James, why do you think the PlayStation Vita failed? First thing I would tell them is there just wasn't enough first first party support. You know, Sony, Sony doesn't really have. And, and this is just me speaking from my experience. They don't really have a lot of first party standout games. They don't like not a lot. And what they did allow to come on the PlayStation Vita I mean, they did Uncharted, but it was more like a tech demo. It was a cool game, but it was more like a tech demo. It was like Tearaway. It was like it was just meant to kind of take advantage of features that they want, you know, that they invested millions of dollars in developing for people to have. And they thought that they were going to move the technology scale with it. And it really didn't budge. You know, people enjoy Little Big Planet. But is it really that is it really better than Mario or Link or Metroid? Like, like, dude, like Nintendo has their own Mount Rushmore of, you know, first party IPs. And there's not that at Sony or at uh, Microsoft. Couldn't name five, you know, standout exclusive games on either system. You know, and it, it always makes me go back and ask questions like, why in the heck couldn't, you know, why, like, why would, why would you have such a, why would you have a partnership in exclusivity with a, a developer like From Software, have them make a game for you uh, in Bloodborne, which is one of the greatest games of all time, and then you don't try to capitalize on that with like a sequel or something? Are you kidding me? Your technology was so good, you could have put, some kind of, you know, Bloodborne Light or Bloodborne Vita or something like that. Maybe it had some swiping controls or something like that. You know, they're like, you man, there's so many different ways you could have done this system. And there was no support for this system. And, you know, putting the the random, you know, like I remember Madden 13 came out on it and it's like, dude, nobody cares about playing football on the go. They're trying to play it together with each other on the couch sitting next to to each other or online with their friends in enough of a capacity where they can see everything going on not on some six inch screen six inch by four four inch screen it's not gonna work it didn't work call of duty is pretty dope but it has to be a fleshed out experience maybe if it was something that had cross progression or something like that something that correlated with the normal game you have on your system then more people would have played. You know, 
Nobody cares about your kill zones and, and your resistances and all that other stuff. Nobody cares about that. It's just not big enough, man. It's just not big enough. And so, you know, they died. The system died because they didn't know how to support. Plus, it was the wave. Of, it was the wave. It was a new wave, too. It was the wave of mobile devices and mobile gaming as a genre. Mobile gaming kicked in the door when the PS Vita launched. People were more inclined to play games like Temple Run than go out and get a PS Vita and play Uncharted. These are facts. Candy Crush crushed the Vita. <laughs> like that. These are facts, man. So they so so Sony didn't know how to react to a market and a genre that they had no control over. They didn't know. They they were like, how do we compete with something we don't even find to be an entity like cell phones? What are you talking about? We're not in the cell phone market. They just didn't know how to compete with 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 that. And they got slammed. And to me, that's more embarrassing than Sony slamming the Dreamcast. You know, the Dreamcast got snapped out of existence by that PS2. PS2 hit the deck and it just, yeah, it just, it, it disappeared. Just disappeared. But it's such a shame how they just did not put themselves behind a system that was so great. It's still great. People are still buying PlayStation Vitas. People are still buying the system. I just recently bought mine not even a month ago. You know, so there's no conversation on whether the system is worth it or whether it's stand the test of time. How many years has it been since the Vita launched? And it's still a relevant system. It's one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the best places to play some of the most standout JRPGs, visual novels, and dungeon crawlers. It is definitely a testament to Japanese gaming. Some of the best Japanese games are on the PS Vita. Even some of the games that are transitions from their mainstream games on the, on consoles are adequate. I had no problem playing Marvel Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the Vita. But again, I think I think they needed they needed better marketing and they needed a whole different strategy. Because you're already trying to compete with the giant that is Nintendo and their handheld, you know, holy grip. And that's the only reason Nintendo survived that was because they already had a vice grip on, you know, the uh, handheld market. So there really wasn't anything to lose for them other than a few eyeballs going this way. So then what did they do? They turned around and started putting... Uh, some of their IPs on mobile phones. If you guys are going to look at mobile phones, then we're going to put some of our stuff up over there. 
but they kept their eye on the focus as well by saying, you know what, we realize our handheld is pretty much the, you know, the bread and butter of what's making us successful, but people still want our consoles. Let's make the switch. I'm not saying that Sony needs to do anything similar to that, but I definitely believe we, we deserve a Vita, uh, Vita three or PSP three or whatever you want to call it. I think we deserve that. And I think it should be so powerful, so good. I think it should be half the price of a PS five, but I think it should be just as good as a PS five in your hands. It should have connectivity to, to the, to games that, that appear on both cross save, cross progression, cross everything. And you need to stand behind it and support it and make sure that people are putting their games on that system. I, I would I would pay for that. I would pay for that gladly. If Sony decided to do another handheld today, if they announced at E3 this year that they were going to take another stab at releasing a handheld console hybrid, you know, basically, basically like, you know, like a PS5 Lite, the affordable version, but it's handheld. You think people wouldn't go for that? <laughs> I kind of think they would. I know I would. I know I would. I would absolutely do that. Bring my PS4 games on the go. We got terabyte cards now, man. As far as flash memory, we got terabyte cards now. Put a few terabytes in a thing. Bro, you can put PS4 games on there. Have some PS5 cross-play whatever's exclusive games for it. Man, come on. You make it just about as big as the Switch, maybe just about, you know, 12 by 5. Or what about 8, eight now it's about 8.5, uh, 8.5 by 5. And you rock it, man. I will so be ready for that. Who's your market? It's your, it's your, your, your 20, your, eight, I'd say 18 to, to 35. And I'm 40 and I'm asking for it. <laughs> got to do that, Sony. You got to do it. Well, I think I've. Uh, no, I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about. I was going to sign off, man, without talking about um, E3. So we're getting back into, you know, the rumor mills and how things are supposed to go. And this is the year after they've already launched new systems. So now E3 is about what I enjoy, the games, right? Um, and I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see what we have in store. I think everything that I was griping about before as far as like the exclusives uh, that come out on particular systems, I feel like this is going to be the E3 where we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to get a lot of that. And I'm, and I'm all for it, right? I'm here for it. The one game that I truly want to see, well, actually, no, let's say three, three games I want to see, three games I want to see this E3. I want to see Elden Ring playing. I want, I want somebody on stage with a controller playing Elden Ring. 
talking up, you know, five minutes of progression on screen live. That's what I want. I want to see Final Fantasy 16 played on stage. I need to see that. I want that. That's exactly what I want. And then the last thing I want to see, I want to see Injustice 3. I know that's super left field, but I need to see next-gen NetherRealm making Injustice 3 with PS5 and Xbox Series X technology. And I want them to do a eight-minute trailer showing all of the fighting, maybe one ultimate. And then, you know, you could you could you could still tell me coming soon or coming winter or coming next spring. I wouldn't care as long as you show me that you are working on it and you are getting it done. That's all I would care about. So do that. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, enough threatening uh, these developers. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, hopefully you guys had some fun listening to uh, the show. I have a lot of fun always uh, talking it up. I had to go big on this one. Um, you know, again, like I said, I was, you know, I'm uh, not not regretful that I missed, missed you guys last week because it was all for the positive, uh, the positive energy. But um, I am glad to be back, glad to be here, glad you're with me, and glad that I'm doing this uh, for all of you. So with that being said, guys, you already know the drill. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.